Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Yoga Online Yoga Movement Podcast with me, your host, David Bailey. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you a story of me as a kid growing up. I used to play a lot of golf. You could say I was obsessed with golf. I was always doing something to do with golf, whether it was watching golf, playing golf outside, playing golf indoors, hitting golf balls off the neighbor's windows and getting told off for it. Can you remember that feeling as a kid when you just love to do something, you love to play or you got obsessed with something, you do it over and over and over again until you got better with no fear? wasn't that feeling so amazing but as we get older into adulthood the fear takes hold and becomes real and just stops most of us from doing the things that we love to do so there's this one story about when I used to play golf there was this trophy that I wanted to win it was the junior championships and my dad, when he was alive, bless him, he loved golf too. And I think one of the reasons that I was doing this was to try and make him proud. But at the same time, I had a deep desire to win at all costs. So the junior championship had eluded me for a couple of years. And the very last year, I could win it when I was 17, I was on top of my game and I was playing some decent golf and I was paired up with a young lad, maybe one or two years younger than me and he was blatantly cheating. He was blatantly not telling me the exact amount of shots he had because in golf you mark each other's scorecards as you walk round. So I was counting his shots as we play. So I'd know that he had eight shots to get the ball in the hole. That's how golf works, if you don't know. And he would tell me it was seven or six. And I just let him cheat. It was really uncharacteristic for me because normally I would have said something in those situations. But I did something that day that really stuck with me because I just let the kid cheat. And I thought, okay, you're only cheating yourself, but I'm gonna beat you anyway. So to beat this cheating kid, I had to play the last nine holes of golf in get the lowest possible, the lowest score I'd ever gotten. And I only managed to win by playing the last four holes, the best golf I've ever played in my entire life to beat this kid because he was cheating the whole way through. So without cheating, I beat him by two shots. I let him cheat and I still won the junior championship. And it makes me smile to this day because 
some people might be thinking, well, you should have told him that he was cheating and, you know, that would have caused a massive conflict and that would have affected my game and that would have affected the amount of enjoyment that I got out of playing that day. It was his decision to cheat. So I just let that ride because if he would have won, then he would have known that he would have won by cheating and the victory would have been very, very hollow. So for me, that victory was monumental. I wanted this for years and I got it against all the odds and I did it without raising any conflict with the person I was playing with. The war came when I got to my 18th and golf did, as a rule, make me angry. That day was the exception to the rule, I must admit. Golf made me angry. If I wasn't playing my best, I would completely lose it mentally. Sometimes I'd, I'd throw the club or smash uh, into the ground with it like um, an impetulant child just completely losed, losing control of my emotions. So I thought I have to detach from this sport. It's no longer, it's no longer enjoyable. It's no longer doing me any good mentally. I still love the game and I'm just planned to stick around and see if I can get a job working on the golf course. And I did, I became a groundsman on the golf course. And for the first four years, it was fantastic. I learned skills that I carry through with me to this day. I went in as like a shy, timid kid who didn't really want to talk to anybody. And I left with a great deal of new skills, communication skills. I was able to talk to anybody, any walk of life. And I left with a newfound confidence in myself. I left because I didn't enjoy the work anymore. I stayed there four years too long and it ended up being, again, something that I started to resent, something that I started to really hate getting up in the mornings for. Why am I doing this? I'd say to myself, why am I, why am I doing this job that doesn't, make me happy and in the end I had to quit because I realized that the way I was feeling was not worth just going in and getting the paycheck no matter what bills I had to pay or anything like that so I just packed up my bags handed in my notice and left after eight years So I moved on then, despite risk and fear. Again, this was just a mental battle that I had going on for maybe two years before I had the courage to make the change. Looking back, it's a real achievement that I did have the courage because I went back to the golf course I used to work on a few months ago and the guys thought it was really funny because 
I'd lost the key to my safe where I, <laughs> I had all uh, small savings um, in there. And I took the safe in for them to help me crack the safe. <laughs> and they thought it was hilarious. So we've got about four guys with crowbars trying to get into this angle of the safe and we're trying to wedge it open desperately like one of it one guy's standing on it jumping on it and we're all pulling and pushing and this went on for about 15 20 minutes before finally by sheer brute force we got cracked the safe open anyway they thought it was hilarious but what i thought was man imagine if i hadn't have had the courage to make that decision Imagine what my life would be like now if I'd have just stayed there. And to be honest, it wouldn't be a, a good place for me. I was in a dark place then. I can only imagine it would have gotten a lot worse. So on the other side of fear, there is so many opportunities I ended up finding yoga, something I never thought I would do. I wasn't the kind of person that did yoga. But now I think putting a label on myself as not the kind of person that did yoga is ridiculous. Because we can evolve, life is ever changing, every minute. You can create something new for yourself. So that's why I think as well, teachers online, we shouldn't just label ourselves as studio instructors, class instructors. We need to be open to facing the fear of, yeah, it's scary to teach online, but the world needs what you have to offer. The world needs yoga like never before. People are online, they're congregating in groups and they're waiting to be led to do something more fulfilling, to feel good inside and that's what yoga can do. It can, within minutes, turn negative into positive It can completely change your emotions and it can balance out everything in the body so this is the key for me being able to overcome my own self-doubt and my own fear to serve others at the, my best to my highest potential making a difference in other people's lives is what i've found gives true meaning and fulfillment no amount of money or material things can replace that. So that is the message today. It might be scary to teach online, but don't we have a duty to the people that we want to serve to overcome that fear and be a valuable service to others? A little bit of food for thought there. So thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode. Namaste.